the world is full of wonders. Magic is hidden in small moments. And monsters could be hiding just out of sight. But if you're looking to find them, adventure is waiting to happen. You never know who you'll meet along the way. We are the Storyteller Squad. Hello, adventurers. Welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. Thanks for joining us again for more Monster of the Week. Before we begin, let's check in with those heroes. Now, what I don't understand is it's always a trash monster. Trash. Why trash? What about recycling? What, what's determined to be trash versus recycling? I, I just don't understand. I'm Hugo Rashad. You know, Hugo, you were giving me judging looks for making a deal with Mira, but apparently you were over here the whole time making deals with the fucking spider. So what's really up? I'm Agent Whitaker. You know, I finally get it. I understand how Prithy feels whenever I speak to them. It's pretty nice. I'm Raven Eugenia. I'm hoping that whatever demonic entity was in that dumpster moved on because, well, I want to go to somewhere more exciting. I don't want to go back in the trash again. I am Damien Edgecrest. Hello, my name is Quinn. I am no longer on cold medicine. I don't remember much of what happened last episode. <laughs> I'm Felicity Starnbrook. I generally try to see the good in humanity, but bullies make it hard sometimes. I'm Aiden Brightwood. Let's have an adventure. Last time, our heroes were at the Winnebago County Fair doing some investigating into a missing persons case. The high school student, Cassie Mayer, had gone missing a few days before the start of the fair, which seemed to correspond with a series of disappearances around fair time that have happened in Pecatonica, Illinois, over the past few years. Our heroes met up with a recently initiated young monster hunter named Max and learned... Many supernatural things have been happening recently in this small farm town, but that Max and her friends have been doing their best to deal with it. Our heroes also investigated the traveling menagerie of Dr. Leland Loveland, who turned out to be more than just a sideshow carnival barker and is in fact a frogman. He and his friend Thwonky the Squonk, along with some other supernatural individuals work as carnies and travel the fair circuit, putting on shows, helping with security, running the rides, and generally living a fairly nomadic lifestyle attached to these sorts of fair festivals. Our heroes also spoke to the missing girl's boyfriend and some other students from the local high school, notably a Julie Winchester. We learned that Julie has beef with the missing girl and had thrown her into a dumpster thanks to some clever use of Dr. Kabe's story magic. And when our heroes investigated said dumpster, they sensed a demonic presence connected to one of them. 
Determined to get to the bottom of this, our heroes arranged to meet with Max and her friends and to potentially speak more with the supernatural carnies about threats that could be lurking here at the fair. But we as the viewers caught a glimpse of a potential danger when Matt Dodge, one of Julie Winchester's fellow bullies, was taken by a monstrous arm of trash that emerged from the dumpster and seemed to swallow him into it. And we'll pick up again at the Winnebago County Fair with our heroes as they decide what to do next in their investigation. So, Hunters, what do you do? I remember... Hmm. Yeah, Miss Stombrook, you all right? You've been very out of it. I think I may have gotten a sugar high, but I'm all right now. Yeah, drink some water. Thank you. What are we going to do? Raven, you wanted to meet with Max and uh, their um, team, I guess. What's your read on Max? Would she appreciate if we all showed up? Or is that something you'd like to do more on your own? I don't want to scare her off. Yeah, we talked earlier. We're going to try and meet back up around here a little later tonight. Um, She's going to talk to her friends, her team, and try to convince them to come meet us. And she's aware that I have a group as well and that you guys might be there. So it won't be a surprise to her if you're all there. And I think if we're going to work with her, she might as well meet everyone. It makes sense. We might as well let them know that there's more people here they could trust if they're going to be investigating the missing person. Exactly. Do we have any good way to track or locate this demonic presence? I know our goal has been to hide and mask demonic presence, but now we're on the hunt. Whitaker is looking at the five other magical people in the group. (laughs) Raven's thinking really hard. (laughs) (laughs) I could try. Oh, wait. uh, You said you don't want to do magic. We can find a way around it. No, it's okay. So I don't want to do magic that would hurt people, I think is what I've come to terms with. Do you still get your visions? Yeah, sometimes. They're mostly like dreams now. But it still happens. I could still try to have one right now. That's okay. That'd be very helpful. Only if you're sure. No, yeah, I could. I'll try. And I think really hard about having a vision. Okay. Roll 2d6 for me. Okay. I got a seven. Seven. Your visions are sort of an involuntary thing, Felicity. And the more you have cut yourself off from your magic the harder it is for you to sort of let go into them, at least right here on the spot when you're being asked to in a loud, noisy environment. Yeah. So you can feel that connection trying to remake itself, but you're probably going to need to find somewhere or go somewhere else and not be standing next to, you know, (laughs) like (laughs) carnival noise in order to like actually get to a space where you could uh, achieve a vision. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the farm section of the carnival. Oh, one of the animal barns? I would love to see Felicity chilling with a bunch of ducklings or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Just go to the, like, rabbit section. Little lamb, yeah. Like, you're not supposed to be in there. Shh, just petting a tiny bunny. I'm having a vision. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Only because this is a dream of Quinn's and I would like to live it out through Felicity. 
I will go to the farm section and I will find, you know, like those tiny fluffy cow calves that are like white with like the little black noses and the little black ears. Yep. I'm going to find one of those. Okay. And I'm just going to sit with it. (laughs) All right. Sure. Is anyone going with Felicity? Like, are you going to buddy system off and, and then like actually agree to break up and try this? We do not let people go off by themselves. I'll take Raven. Okay, I was going to offer, but I wanted to see if Felicity wanted to pick someone. But Raven will absolutely go with you. I snuck my way into the barn. It's fine. (laughs) I feel like if you ask one of the people, like, hey, is this your animal? Like, can I sit with it for a little bit? They'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a massive, massive barn space with just many, many little wireframe pens and cages to keep the animals there temporarily while they're being judged. So they don't really have like a lot of space to move around, but they're only there for a day or a day and a half. But you can go and find a a baby calf who's very fluffy and sit with them for a little while. It is noisy in here because there's a bunch of animals, but it's not the same kind of like chaotic screaming of people on rides as they, "Ah!" you know, it's nature noise. Yeah. And the like big domed roof of the barn it creates a, a more like white noise hum versus the like frantic energy of the rides and the people being like, step right up, knock the pins over with the ball. What a prize for your friend. That kind of thing. It is, I will say, getting to be around sunset. You guys been exploring the carnival all day. So some folks are leaving, but other folks are just arriving. They had to work during the day and they're here to do carnival at night. There's just sort of an influx and a trading of people at the fair at this moment. What would uh, other people like to do, just so I know where we're sending groups off to? Whitaker, you like dogs, right? Uh, Yes, where is this going? What if, since the thing I know about the demon is the smell, if I can turn into a dog, I can try to sniff this thing out. Not going to do that solo, so... Uh, You know what? Don't read into it, but would you hold the leash? (laughs) (laughs) Whitaker gives Damien a quizzical and hesitant look, but nods. Uh, yeah, I don't think I had anyone else I needed to talk to before this carnival closes for the night. So, sure, Damien, you can be my bloodhound for the rest of the evening, I suppose. I was thinking Great Dane, but whatever works for you. Okay. So Whitaker and Damien are pairing off. Aiden will look over at Hugo and she says, did you actually get to like do anything at the carnival today or were you investigating the whole time? Well, I did get around to seeing some um, questionable oddities. That's the best way I could describe it. That menagerie place? Yeah. Well, um, do you want to do a ride or two or something like that? Why not? Okay. Aiden shoots a look at you, Whitaker, as she and Hugo head off. And she's hoping you'll pick up on why she's specifically going with Hugo and not sending him off with you and Damien or or going after Raven and Felicity. Whitaker has been pretty pointedly avoiding looking at Hugo since they met back up again. And as Hugo and Aiden uh, leave, he just mouths, keep an eye on him. She will nod and then turn back and catch up. All right, so we'll go in that order, I think. We will check in or follow Felicity and Raven over to the barn. You sit down with this little baby cow. 
whose name is... Lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to name it Buttercup. Oh, see, I was going to name it like an ice cream flavor. (laughs) Like cookie dough or like moose tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Moose tracks the cow? (laughs) Yes. What about sea bunny? Ooh. Is that an ice cream flavor? No, a sea bunny is an actual animal, but they're white with black ears. Gotcha. Oh, I know you're talking about. Very cute. Very cute. All right. Well, lasagna, moose tracks, buttercup. Yes. Is (laughs) sitting in a bunch of wood chips. (laughs) Is it like racehorses where they have to have unique names? What it is, is it says like raised and, and like reared by... Emily Thatcher, age six. Oh, God bless. Oh. It's just named after a lot of her favorite things. And it's <laughs> the evening, which is why she isn't there, because she's already gone to bed, because it's like 7 p.m. This is good lore. Yeah, there's like a second place ribbon on, on this cow already. Like, oh she did a pretty good job. This cow is first place in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> So I can't, I can't like get in the pen with it and like pet it, right? I just have to like sit in front of it. You can certainly pet it, but you can't climb in the pen without someone probably coming over and like yelling at you. Mm-hmm. But if you want to like sit down right next to the pen and like give it little nose scritches as it comes over to sniffle at you, that's doable. Yes, I will do that. Okay. So yeah, I think now that you're in a, a better place, you can roll and get your vision. All right. So it'd be 2d6 plus weird. Okay. If this fails, would Raven be able to help out or no? Because it's like a personal thing. I got a 14. It didn't fail. Never mind. It's just emotional support over here. Yep. All right. Yeah. You're petting this little cow and your eyes sort of roll back in your head. Raven, you could like sit there and sort of steady Felicity so she doesn't just topple over into the pathway of the... That is my plan, yeah. Raven's gonna sit next to her and be like, hey, I've got you. Just do whatever you need to and I'll I'll be here. And so if she starts to kind of lean back or fall over, like when she sees her eyes go back, she's just gonna like put a hand on her shoulder and make sure that she doesn't fall. Yeah, you can steady her. Felicity, in your vision, it starts off as just multicolored lights blinking and fuzzy like a camera out of focus and then it starts to shift more into focus and the lights continue to twinkle and blink you sense yourself walking down one of the paths between the booths and the rides at the fair you can see the crowd parts in front of you and they eventually fully part until you see that outline of a dark dumpster Inside of that dumpster, there's like a warm glow, reds and oranges, and bubbling up over the side is this lava-like substance which hits the ground and starts to burn the grass and cause darkness and ash. And you hear a wind pick up around you and dust gets thrown into the air and the people all vanish into piles of dust as well and the lights on some of the rides crack and streamers in the air get torn and are whipped about and some dark shape begins to rise up out of the dumpster with many arms and a long hooded neck with two red eyes deep set within the hood and they reach towards you with a very inquisitive long clawed appendage which is smacked away as a dark figure drops out of the sky. There's a flash of steel, and then 
this thing rears back. It's all silent. It's like the sound has just been cut out of this vision. You can't hear words or even like noise from the creature as it recoils, dark ichor pooling and spilling out of its hand where this figure seems to have slashed it with a weapon of some kind. And the figure stands up as the dark thing retreats into the dumpster again and the magma cools into smoky piles of garbage on the ground. They turn to look at you and there is this dark raven mask on their face with bright white eyes glowing. And that figure takes up the entirety of your vision as it suddenly cuts out and ends. Thank you, lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) You are truly a good cow. Uh, Raven? Yeah? I got it. We're good. It worked? You saw something? Yeah, thanks to lasagna here. (laughs) I saw your eyes roll back. I got a little nervous, but I feel like I've seen you do that before. Oh, no, yeah, that just happens. It's a little weird. So what'd you see? Oh, boy. All right. Um, so... Mom, mom, look at the rabbits! <laughs> you realize you probably shouldn't talk about what you saw in this area for children. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the group. That makes sense. That way you don't have to tell the story twice. Yeah, we can move from one area for children to another area for children and then talk about it there. An area slightly less for children. It's a carnival. All all areas are for children. It's an all-ages event. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. And away we go. So with your vision, you head back out into the noisy hustle and bustle of the fairgrounds as the older crowd is arriving uh, and the families are beginning to pack up. So there's a lot of like kids crying and screaming because they're having such a good time and they don't want the day to end. But of course it must. Damien and Whitaker, you guys find, I guess, a portage on somewhere so you can turn into a dog and you can retrieve one of Ruby's leash harnesses from the trailer, Whitaker. Do you want to bring her? Two or <laughs> so Damien is the one dog. You know, we haven't like we haven't taken her out in a while. Maybe Yeah. Yeah, two dogs. Yeah. Two leashes. Use the spare leash. This is perfect. Is she mm-hmm. gonna be so confused that we suddenly have another dog that doesn't smell like a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Whitaker's bringing Ruby along, so Damien has like a model to act off of. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't start doing some dumb shit, like standing on two legs and talking. Some not dog stuff. Smoking or having a taco. <laughs> <laughs> Just in his little paws. Can you imagine? <laughs> what uh, is your plan here, Damien? To sniff for clues and see if it's a localized bad smell or if there is a trail of bad smell. Okay. Shall we start? At the dumpster, then, since that seems to be the the place with the most. Um, I mean, it had a it had a like sigil on it. I, I feel like if if we're starting anywhere, we better start there. Rough. There was like a circle or something that smelled like smoke. It was a a region of the metal that seemed to be rusted and corroded. Yeah. Okay. Not a sigil, then. That's that's on me. Dumpster's also where she went missing. So. So you're headed back there. Um, yeah, roll investigate a mystery then. I get a plus one because I'm using a Great Dane nose because I'm really digging the Scooby-Doo vibes today. I will help out if I need to. How'd you do? Well, you don't have to worry about trying to help me out. The way you said that makes me think that help will not help. 
No, help, help will not help. Now I do have help out as an advanced move. Oh, that's true. Oh. So if I roll very well. Then Damien could roll very well, technically. Yes. All right, if you want to try it. Let's, let's try it. It's a, it's a 10 plus three. It's a 13, baby. Whitaker! What is advanced help? It means you, uh, it's a full success for you, darling. Mm-hmm. Advanced moves, they're very good. Hmm, how to flavor this? Damien, I think your initial fail we will describe as being, you're, you're in dog mode, you're in investigation mode, and you're like trying to copy Ruby at the same time, and there's just a lot going on. Right, because you're not usually an animal for very long. And most times when you're an animal, you don't have to worry so much about blending in because you just use it for its utility and then you're back to being yourself. I think maybe you just get in your head a little bit about like, oh God, did I sniff at that man's shoes for too long? Or, oh, I should have spent more time like sniffing at that fallen plate of nachos and like, maybe I should have eaten one. Ah, I didn't make (laughs) the right call there. Whitaker didn't let Ruby eat any, so I figured it was fine. (laughs) And you just sort of are all up in your head about whether you're doing a good enough dog impersonation. <laughs> that your uh, like ability to pick up on clues is uh, hindered. But Whitaker, once you guys get to the dumpster, you're on alert because all you have to do is hold on to two leashes and you can just look around. And you see, or rather you catch sight of Julie Winchester and Zane Larson talking in hushed tones nearby. Not right at the dumpsters, but sort of over in the grandstands, up in a little corner, and Zane seems to be frantically gesturing and trying to explain something to Julie. Now, I will give you, Damien, two options with your new assisted 12. You can go continue to investigate the dumpsters, or you could go investigate that conversation to pick up clues there. And either way, you'll get something because of Whitaker's help. I am very direct plot focused. So unless Emery is super interested in what's going on over in the bleachers, I'm all about garbage and right direct to the heart of the matter. Okay. So Damien, you sniff on the ground and that demonic essence is definitely stronger here. But the thing you're also now smelling is the scent of spilled alcohol. And as you're sniffing around, the scent ends. It travels from the bleachers area over to the dumpsters. As you're walking, you're just noticing other smells besides the demon aura. But then as you're sniffing around the dumpster, some person's smell just cuts out. And that's not normal. Uh, Whitaker kneels down, pretending to pet Damien. What do you see, boy? What do you see? Did someone fall in the well? (laughs) (laughs) You're you're, you're doing great. Uh, Yeah, so someone walked over by the trash can and then disappeared? A recent smell? It's not Cassie, right? That was forever ago. Smells don't last that long. So this might be a sign of a recent disappearance then? Or someone, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can just kind of not be here if you've got a teleportation thing going on or whatever. Yeah, if there were like Aiden or Mira, they can just teleport. Maybe we just caught someone doing that. Right. 
but right by the spot where we're getting bad vibes. We should be on the lookout then for um, conversations to see if anyone else has gone missing recently. Just keep your ears open, I guess. Yeah, sure. This is investigative mystery, so you guys technically get to ask questions here. I'll say you spent one of those on what's being concealed here since I just sort of gave you some exposition, but I think you get two, so one more. Where did it go might be useful. Yeah, where did it go is what I was thinking with all the tracking. Damien, you're thinking like, how would someone just vanish? Things don't just vanish. But you recall that you technically have an ability that can make things just vanish with your pocket dimension. What if it's a big pocket dimension? You think if there is a a demonic attachment to this, they might be bringing things maybe not into the place apart, but into just a smaller holding space. Potentially. I feel like if we're going into some sort of extra planar entity, we're going to need like a rope at least and probably Aiden to teleport out. We're not going anywhere yet. We don't even know if that's what's going on but i do like the sound of that a little more than the other thing uh so yeah we should probably get the rest of the group or keep an eye on this dumpster make sure no one else goes there's a couple things i want to do i'm going to as soon as possible we're going to get security to either move this dumpster or rope it off just so people are staying away from it just to try to mitigate some of the potential damage if indeed people are still going missing and Damien if you want to do a walk around the park I am uh, uh, sorry around the carnival to see if that smell pops up anywhere else because it's possible this thing is just showing up you know on its own but considering how people tend to go missing when the carnival shows up my thought is that someone might be summoning it or might be associated with it in some way. Well, I mean, I, I can't go off by this dog by myself. Are dogs not allowed in the carnival? Not on, like, off-leash, like, by themselves. Like, if a random stray dog was, like, wandering around, people would be like, whose dog is that? And But I could walk Damien around the carnival on the leash. Yes, and- you could continue to take, a, like, more of your leisurely stroll with your two dogs, Whitaker, if you want to do that. That is my current plan, yes. Okay. And in terms of security, you know two of the security now. You met and spoke with them. Yeah, actually, so the order of operations is find security, tell them to caution tape that dumpster off. Okay. And then just continue our walk around just to see if we pick up anything else. Cool. Sure. We can pick up with you guys in a minute when you find Jane and Wyatt. I was going to say, I feel like in this little bit of time, this is when Raven and Felicity are actually going to like go on a ride and get a snack and like enjoy the fair for a little bit because we're like waiting for stuff to happen. And so yeah, that's what they're doing off in the background is having a little bit of fun for like an hour. I love it. We got the vision done real quick. And now we're like, what else do we do? Right. Yeah. I go play that game where you throw uh, darts at a balloon. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Yeah, cool. You guys can go just do some fair activities. We try whack-a-mole again. This time not on a sugar rush, so you actually do hit some of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. I didn't even know we tried whack-a-mole before. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, you were really mm-hmm. zonked. Um. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of fun listening to the recording that's posted of that episode. <laughs> yeah. Felicity has a lot of fun. Cold medicine fucks me up. Like, <laughs> it's bad time. <laughs> so then, yeah, Whitaker and Damien, 
you guys go, it's easy enough to track down the security. It might take you 20 minutes, but like the fairground is only so big and security tend to have places where they're posted up. So you can find Jane and Wyatt and uh, approach them to talk about this strange dumpster. Hey, he flags them down. We've got a bit of a lead and it is currently our professional opinion that there is an area of the grounds that might be potentially dangerous to the fairgoers and we were curious if you could potentially rope it off for us just to prevent anything from getting worse. Uh, sure. Where, uh, whereabouts? There is one dumpster over in the trash area. It was the last place Cassie Mayo was seen and we are detecting some aberrant activity, aberrant energy around it and it seems like someone else might have disappeared into it, but we're still trying to confirm that. It's just the one dumpster. If you could just throw a little caution tape around it to keep people from going near, that would be very helpful to us. And she nods and looks over at her friend. Why, you still have that raccoon sign? Perfect. He goes, oh yeah, I'll go, uh, I'll go fetch her out of the pickup. You see, he like rides away in air quotes <laughs> and comes back a little bit later with like a roll of yellow tape. And a little sign with a crudely drawn image of a raccoon. He drew it himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a little charcoal etching on a plank of wood. And it just says, avoid varmints on it. <laughs> so they will go hang up your caution tape and a reasonably plausible explanation for why folks shouldn't go near this one particular dumpster. That's a pretty solid explanation. I'd buy it. Yeah, there's varmints in there. <laughs> also, there are like other dumpsters, so it's fine, you know, it's not like a huge inconvenience or anything. Right. Anything else you want to tell them while you're having this interaction? I think that's all for now. We're going to be talking with them later tonight anyway, so we'll probably just save any. Okay. Jane will turn and look back at you as she starts to walk away and says, Hey, uh, thanks for putting in so much effort. It'd be really good to, like, find that girl if we can. Of course. It's my job. Sort of. You don't say the sort of. <laughs> Aloud, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> he says it softly in an American accent under his breath. As the, yeah, as they're already going away. <laughs> Whitaker, uh, if we are going against something demonic, my life drain might not be the most useful thing. Do we want to go back to the trailer and grab the sword? The sword. And drop off Ruby. I mean, we're not going up against it yet. Ruby's just having a nice day. She's just sniffing all the fried food in the air and wagging her little tail. <laughs> oh, good girl. I'll get her some like snacks later. Yeah, they probably have some kind of like doggy treat stand. <laughs> the sword might be good. What about, and I don't know if this might be inadvisable considering where it's coming from, but, um, what about that thing you did to the bullets I was using against Elias? The golden bullets you made? Yeah, I can do that again, no problem. All right. Might want to check with some of the other magic folk first. I don't know if we want to be blasting demons with spark of life energy. But um, in general, I probably want you staying away from the fight. They're coming after you, so. I mean, yeah, but I'm not going to let you guys get wrecked by demons. I'm pretty capable. 
don't want to get sidelined. Listen, Damien, you're you're an extremely valuable asset on the battlefield, but if you get caught, it's not going to be a fight against one demon we have to worry about. So how do I protect you guys if you guys are trying to protect me? How does that work? You're protecting us by not getting captured. You're protecting us by enchanting my bullets. You're protecting us by staying out of trouble. It's not easy. With you, never. All right. Rough. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) See, I like the idea that Damien hasn't barked as a dog. He has just said dog things like rough and bark. What what type of dog did you actually end up turning into? A bloodhound or something else? Uh, I, did, I did like the Great Dane. Nice. Scooby-Doo dog. Especially because then you don't have to bend over quite so far. Mm. Sure. <laughs> just, yeah, that's good. It's, <laughs> it's just preserve Whitaker's back. <laughs> <laughs> Preserving it right up until you jump on me. It's a big fucking dog. <laughs> right. Well, watching Whitaker have to bend over to talk face to face with a chihuahua will have to wait for another time. He's <laughs> so funny. But it will happen. He, he's like those like white women who carry around their little dogs in their purse. It's such a, a fun image of like Whitaker actually being able to spend a little time at the fair with like two dogs and like i guess no fried food but like you could maybe get a chicken leg or something that's mostly protein (laughs) which he feeds mostly to ruby actually as they're doing their walk around the fair for damien to try and sniff any more traces of demons for the um the carnival games for the prizes are there any dinosaur stuffed animals floating around the prizes. Um. (laughs) They roll for it. There are not. (laughs) I'm sorry. I got a three. You are robbing me of character development. You're robbing me of my scene uh, of Whitaker playing games. All right. All right. There are dinosaurs. What do you, what do you want? (laughs) What do you want, Whitaker? You want a dinosaur? You, have a you know dinosaur. what I want. You know what I fucking want. You know what I always want. All right. Okay. Okay. There's a dinosaur, but it's a big one. It takes 10,000 tickets. Yeah. You know what? That's <laughs> what it is. That's what it is. Thank you, Durs. Gonna be hard to get in the truck. It's so big. There is a massive fuchsia T-Rex plush. With a purple tongue and orange little spikes going down its back. And if you want to get this thing, Whitaker, you're going to have to roll real good on a kick some ass or an act under pressure roll to win the game. (laughs) How massive is massive? Three feet. Tall. (laughs) And about as much wide because head to tail is another. Whitaker takes note of the dinosaur and mutters to himself, I'll come back for you later. And keeps keeps walking. Uh, I mean, you're going back to the trailer, right? To drop off Ruby? Yes. And to get your gun enchanted? Yes. If you're going to go for this thing, I would try for it now. That way you can drop it off. Fuck it, let's go for it. Let's do it. What's the game again? I think it big, is... Big hammer? Big hammer? <laughs> sure, it could be the big hammer. <laughs> yes! I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I love I'm it. I'm sorry I'm like this. <laughs> what am I rolling? Am I rolling cool? Am I rolling tough? You're going to roll tough. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. 
right? It's a strength thing as opposed to a yeah, a finesse thing. It's not sort of a thing you have to be aware of. You just have to be strong enough to make the thing get past it. I don't know how those things are designed. They're definitely designed to be like more difficult than you would expect. It's a positioning thing mostly. Is it really? Ooh. I was going to say, you would know. You work at the Ren Fair, and they have one of those there, too. All right. I'm rolling. Okay. It's a seven. I don't get it. It's fine. Do you want to burn luck? For the... Stop. <laughs> for Prithy. You're not going to burn luck for Prithy? Wow. <laughs> what kind of friend? <laughs> you can't, like, offer this to me because I would do it. I, I would love it if you burned luck for this talking to Jay and, like, every other unimportant thing ever. <laughs> It's very in character for me. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> that Whitaker never burns luck when it actually matters. <laughs> oh, God. I am marking off <laughs> my fifth luck point. Your fifth? <laughs> I have two left. No. Really? Yeah, really. I didn't realize you'd use that much. Okay. Whitaker, you, <laughs> I think you do, you have to do it twice, right? You, you do it once and it like goes up and the guy is like, oh, too bad, friend. Try it in, you know, next year. Keep eating your spinach. And you're just like, fuck you. And go again and like hand him 10 bucks for like the ticket cost or whatever. And this time you manage to send it up and ding. And it actually like knocks the bell off. Oh shit. It's so old that like no one has ever got managed to hit it up. Uh, in a while, but you just haul off and really smash this thing and that falls off and the guy's like, oh, well, um, that's, uh, that's intentional, folks. We'll have that fixed and, and back up for the rest of you. Oh, that's impressive. Jeez, man, you don't have to go so crazy on it. What do you want? You get a prize, I guess. <laughs> Whitaker uh, wordlessly points at the dinosaur. Uh, it says, all right, a creature with tiny arms for a guy with some big ones. Here you go. All right. Whitaker looks down at Damien. Not a fucking word about this to anyone. And you just see this Great Dane bring the paw up to the left side of its mouth and across the right side of its mouth as if it was zipping and then a little paw <laughs> twist. Haunting. <laughs> a haunting image, to be sure. Terrible and uncanny and shouldn't happen joint-wise, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So you guys head back to the trailer. Damien, why don't you just roll the enchantment roll on Whitaker's gun if you're going to do that? Eight. Okay. That will be a glitch then. Yeah. Let's not make anything loud or short duration or weakened or problematic side effect. I'm going to take a harm. You take Whitaker's bullets. You pull that spark energy up to the forefront of your little slimy being once you get back into the safety of the trailer and attempt to imbue some of it into the bullets. And you manage to, but it does feel painful. It's like giving a bit of yourself away in order to make these bullets glow with that slight radiance. And whatever you can fill your clip and throw that back into your handgun. Thank you, Damien. Are you? You all right? You look wobblier than usual. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I had to cough up a little bit more than I was uh, used to. I'll I'll be good. I'll be hanging back anyway, so it's uh, it's fun. 
All right. Well, be careful. And uh, I don't need to be dog form anymore, so I'm just going to stretch out a bit. God, that's gross every time. It's never not gross. Was there anything else you guys had to do? You sent the security over, enchanted the gun. You were picking up the sword, right? Yes. Okay. Think about what your plan is with that, and we'll come back around. (laughs) Hugo, if you're ready now, you and Aiden also just take a little bit of time to enjoy the actual fair. What's Hugo's, where is his head at now that Aiden is being like, hey, let's go do the fair. Let's let's have a little bit of fun before things get too serious later on. He's very much thinking that they don't really have time for this, but at the same time realizing it's always good to have some type of reprieve before stuff goes down. The calm before the storm. Yeah. Roll a charm roll. And I will roll one for her as well. That's a three. That's a six. (laughs) This is on brand, honestly. Yes, it is. It would have been a seven, but Aiden has a minus stat in charm. She is very on edge. And you, I think, can pick up on it because she didn't roll well enough to like disguise that. But also you're sort of in this distracted headspace. And so you also don't do anything about it. And so that feeds into her being nervous. And so then it like cycles a little bit and you guys just sort of have a very awkward time (laughs) where she's like, did you want to try the games or are you feeling more like a ride? I know we ate already, but. Uh, The games are all rigged. Yeah. And the rides aren't very safe. And at this point, really, there's no real thrill to them. We've done so much shit in our lives. Yeah. Okay. Um, huh. I think there's an art exhibit. Can always make time for culture. Okay. And so you guys go and look at the culture of the Winnebago County Fair and it's kids art projects from school. Where it's like finger painting and like, you know, the, um, the scratch paper that like has color behind it and you scratch away the black or the white to reveal the color. There's a bunch of those. Amateur photography exhibits of like a fence or someone's tractor in black and white or like a close up of a bee on a flower. It's like the most bland stuff. (laughs) There's a whole like little bound book and the bound book looks nice, but you flip it open and it's like me and my pa's hunting trip. Day one, we sat in the tree for eight hours and didn't see anything. (laughs) Page two, like... guys go through. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah, it's like pulling teeth. But at the same time, <laughs> respect. And you you walk out of that expo hall, basically, and both look more tired than when you walked in. <laughs> and she's just like, I think I just want to like sit somewhere. Do you want to go on the Ferris wheel, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. That much culture is giving me a little bit of a headache. How is that even possible? There's a lot of color in that macaroni art, for sure. Yep. I've learned new things about what people do with glitter today. (laughs) And you thought the sand was bad. Never again. Never again. (laughs) So you guys head over to the Ferris wheel and hand over a ticket or two. You can sit down. And then, you know, the Ferris wheels, again, it's just a Ferris wheel, so it slowly goes up and around. Aiden is just sort of looking out 
over the fairgrounds and the distant horizon as the sun is finally dipping below the farmland expanse that you can see from this high vantage point. Hugo, you can tell us if you were in trouble. You know that, right? Yeah, well, usually I can, except for when there's like a sword in my stomach or, you know, I'm lying on the ground with my clothing fried. It's kind of hard to talk then. Yeah, no, I, I mean, just, okay, this is maybe I'm looking into something too much. Have you been dealing with Kabe more? And this is the part where you're going to wish that you had Raven. <gasps> Define more. Like, I haven't sent him any messages or anything. Well, Whitaker and I were talking when we went to go speak to um, the Fair Queen, and it just... How did you know what happened to Cassie? You remember that thing that I did back up in, um... And I'm suddenly forgetting the name of things. Yeah, exactly. You don't remember the Bogologs either, do you? The little things that, um... Felicity had them? Was it Raven had them? Exactly. No, no, I, I just did the same thing that I did, um... We were up north. Listen, I'm not here to tell you not to use that sort of magic. I just want to make sure you're being careful with it. I don't think Kabe is an evil spirit. I think he's pretty straightforward about what he does, but your memories are what make you who you are, Hugo, and if you give up too many of them, you'll become something else. For what it's worth, people make and lose memories every single day. And a spirit that deals in exactly what they say they do is far better than some of the things that we've dealt with before. I'd rather deal with someone that you know what to expect than someone who is making extra deals and stuff underneath it. Yeah, that's a fair point. All right, well, just, I was worried and I just wanted to check on you, I guess. Let me just put it this way. If I ever need help, I'm going to you guys first. I'm not going to go out making deals with people, or at least seeking to make deals with people. How about that? Okay. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I just, I don't want you to lose yourself to magic. We've seen what that can do to people. Oh boy, have we. How are you holding up? She flexes her fingers in one hand and then kind of clasps it in the other and looks pensive for a moment. I guess I'm one to talk. I don't know what's going on with me, but I haven't really talked about it with everyone. You know, the best way to get answers is to talk. Yeah, but Hugo, I don't even have a frame of reference for what's happening to me. I've been the same for millennia, and now I'm changing? It's scary. We'll figure it out. I hope so. <sighs> And the Ferris wheel settles your car at the lowest point. The doors open, and you can walk out. Y'all can meet up, I guess. It is now dark. The sun has finally set fully. There's maybe a little bit of purple on the edge of the horizon, but it is going to be nighttime, and all the lights on the rides come on. It's illuminated enough that you guys can see as you go around and all, you know, there's lots of blinking, shining neon and things like that. But the animal halls are closing down so the animals can get sleep. A lot of the food vendors closed uh, after a certain point. Places like the corn dog booth or the 
pretzel stand, they stay open until the fair actually shuts down. Which at this point, if we're saying it's 830, because it's summer, the sun sets later in the day, fair is probably gonna be open until I think I said midnight, and then it will be officially time to leave. You could honestly just regroup back at the trailer if you wanted to. Yeah, well, while Damien's trying to figure out how to jam a long sword underneath a coat. Damien, you have a pocket dimension. Yeah, well, it's big, okay? The po- it, It's a pocket dimension, and this sword is huge. That's why... It, okay, the shoulder... How, how does the shoulder look? Is, is the left one much higher than the right one? <laughs> um, it, it, It's poking out a little bit. Give it... um. Tone it down just a little. Okay, well, now is it sticking out of the bottom? Uh, yeah, you've got a weird-shaped hip now. Uh, it can't go too much wider. Can you just be a, a larger person? Yeah, I can, I can try to hold that. <laughs> Inflate yourself taller. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay. Missy Genia, any word from our friend Max? Have I heard from Max? Well, you said you were going to meet later on that night. Max also said she was going to get back to me on if she was bringing her friends or not, because it was kind of up in the air. That's true. So I didn't know if she would let Raven know whether or not she was bringing her friends. I'll have Raven text Max an hour, like 30 minutes before they're supposed to meet up and be like, hey, just checking. Are you still bringing your friends? I'll be there with my group just as a heads up. Okay. A few minutes go by as you guys are all reconvening at the trailer and you get a text back that says, I am bringing my friends. They're a little nervous. And then a follow up. Where should I find you? Meet somewhere public. So it's not like we're trying to get a bunch of people off by themselves. Yep. That was my thought of somewhere that's a little ways away from like crowds but also somewhere very visible with, like, good lighting. We could meet at the picnic tables that we were at before. Yeah, if that's, like, a picnic area and it's got a lot of, like, big lights to light the whole area, I think that would work. And if the food stands have closed down, then they'll be less busy, so it'll be a public place but not a crowded one. Sure. You say back where we talked before, text comes through, it says, okay, sure, and then another text, does half an hour work for you and then another text before you have like a chance to respond it's okay if it you need longer and then like <laughs> another text after that like sorry i'm texting too much oh my god and then, it, <laughs> and then another <laughs> like a, an emoji of like the like, monkey with its hands over its face oh and my like goodness. the heart with the crack line down the middle of it sorry 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, Raven will just respond like, 30 minutes, sounds good, see you there. And just not even acknowledge it. Just, it's fine. Okay. So you guys have a minute to plan or discuss strategy before your talk if you want. But if not, we'll go right to you guys meeting Max and her friends. Did I already tell you guys about the vision? No, not yet. This would be a good time. Yeah. I'll tell them all of that stuff. So you are all now caught up on the figure emerging from the dumpster, the person in the raven mask appearing. And when you describe the creature that crawled out of the dumpster, Felicity, Aiden suddenly goes a little pale and she says, that's Biel's. That's who was in my dream. Well, shit. One of your siblings? Yeah. What would she be doing hiding in a dumpster at a 
state fair. Wouldn't she have more important things to be doing? BLs, from what I can tell, ever since the truce, they keep to themselves. I haven't really had any contact until that night on the beach. I don't, I don't know what their deal is anymore. They were very smart before they were banished, so. Whitaker, we need everyone to leave then, if that is what's coming. They can't be coming. There's no way they could break through the barrier. There's a lot of things that are no ways that keep happening in our lives. And if that appeared in Felicity's vision, it's not something I want to risk. How do we evacuate if state fair? I'm on speaking terms with the security team, but... Could we say that it's some kind of, like, chemical spill or something? I don't know. My first thought was, like, an explosion, but I don't want to hurt anybody. If it's something that, like, will force people to leave, but there's they don't really need proof? Like, oh, there's a gas leak. Get everybody out. Could set a fire. Do we really need everyone to leave, or can we just take the dumpster? Do we know it's the dumpster specifically, or could it be the spot that the dumpster is on? Ooh, good point. Hmm. We didn't look at it that thoroughly. We just sensed the essence and moved on. Damien, did you get any information about BLs last time they came up? I don't think so. I think Wrath and Leviathan were the ones that I would be more familiar with. Yes, but roll plus sharp to see if you know anything about them, just from having come from where you come from. Three plus four is seven. Okay. You know the name inherently by being created from Leviathan. You know some things that she knows. But you've never seen BLs in all your time spent in the place apart. You never saw Beelzebub. You saw some of the other demon lords occasionally when they would come and speak to Leviathan in her watery area, but never saw Beelz around, only heard their name whispered or mentioned offhandedly a couple times. That's all I can give you on a seven, unfortunately. That's fine. Damien is still very concerned, not necessarily that BLs is showing up, but that another power is getting involved. So he's going to, in his pocket dimension, pull out a larger gun and say, Whitaker, I'd like to switch your bullets over to this guy. That's another point that we should probably discuss. The enchanted bullets worked wonders against a vampire. How risky is it to use them against other demons? Will that damage them more? Is it a risk if we shoot them full of spark energy? I believe that Damien has used it before against one of the demons that attacked. Yeah, you did use it to sort of burn away one of the slime demons during the initial attack. Okay. I I can say Aiden chimes up and says, it should work the way my fists have worked in the past. Acquiring spark is different than being hit in the face with it. All right, just thought I'd check. I don't want to take any risks. Any other preparation we can do? I'm I'm nervous now. Yeah. It might be wise to try moving the dumpster to a less crowded area. I don't know if that's where things are going to start popping out of, but um, I don't like having that there while there's a fair full of people. Yeah, I don't know how to move a dumpster without a 
dump truck. We could ask security. Right. We might not be able to get the fair shut down, but if we say there's something going to be coming out of the dumpster, there must be a way to move it without calling in the town garbage center. So are we preparing for the worst right now in case something really bad jumps out of that dumpster anytime soon? Are we arming up and getting ready? I would have something ready. Okay. Yeah, have everything ready. Damien, could you fit this in your pocket dimension? And Whitaker's going to take the four-harm sniper rifle off the wall. It disassembles, right? It does disassemble. I can't be walking around with it, but if you have it on hand, then I'll have it on hand. Perfect. Yeah, sounds good. Just give me a minute. Felicity. Yes? Do you still have hunches? I don't have hunches. Okay, never mind. Now I'm so curious. (laughs) What was the hunch? So then what are you guys going to do now that you are... Planning on going in somewhat hot. <gasps> you know what I do have? Yeah. Tune in. Mm. We just did that, though. That was your vision. No, that's premonitions. Oh, okay. So tune in is what is different than premonition? Yeah, premonitions is I roll and I get a detailed vision. And then tune in is I can tune into a monster or a minion. Like, get in their head. Oh. See what's going on in their brain. Right. That's the one that lets you zero in on them. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Why don't you tune in? I'm going to fucking tune in. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Roll plus weird. Um, I got a 10. Does it let you ask questions? Yeah, it lets me hold three. So, where is the creature right now? Okay. And what are the other two? Or is it designed to, like, happen over time? No, I could ask the three right now. Where is the creature right now? What is it planning to do right now? Who is it going to attack next? <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Wonderful. Is it all starting to come back now? This is the game-breaking one. Right. Yes. It's been a bit. <laughs> no, Um. this is fun. So Felicity is sitting. Uh, Ruby will, like, come over to you. She's got, like, a, the, like, chew toy things that look like a bone, but they're, like, some sort of protein, like, dehydrated, whatever. Anyway, she's chewing on one of those because Whitaker picked one up for her. And she'll come over and, like, drop it at your feet. (laughs) Like, she wants you to toss it or, like, play tug of war with it or something. As you are playing with Ruby and petting her, people are talking about a demon attack. You're starting to feel kind of nervous because you, again, you don't want to use magic that hurts things. And so you're worried that you're not going to be much good in a fight. You're kind of nervous seeing all your friends sort of stretch and limber up to go into a fight. And your eyes roll back. And you get another vision. This time, you hear this heavy breathing constantly underneath all of what you're going to see right now. And sort of a greasy smear on your vision, making things a little bit blurry. But you can make out the muffled talking of two people. You hear one of them saying, I swear I'm not on drugs, Julie. I saw Matt get eaten by something in the dumpster. You gotta believe me. I'm I'm telling the truth. I'm worried it went after that girl that went missing and we're gonna get in trouble because we fed her to a monster. You hear another voice. Zane, you're talking crazy. You clearly took something and now you're tripping and Matt probably got sick and went home. I've been telling you to stop for a while. It's not good for you. And clearly this is the result. I can't be around you when you're like this. I'm gonna go. 
No, 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 Julie, don't leave, don't leave. I don't want to be alone right now. What if it comes for us? What if it's going to come after us? Zane, you were fun to have around today, but I'm done. And you hear the clip-clop of high heels on concrete steps. And then, Felicity, you see come into your vision Zane as he's like sitting, kind of hugging his shoulders and shivering on the benches of the grandstands. This poor guy. And you hear a a long appendage made of garbage and detritus and just sort of a slimy black ooze reaches out and starts to engulf him. And as he's being swallowed, he turns and yells, Julie, I wasn't kidding, Julie! You hear a scream and you see Zane's form get... (laughs) enveloped and you come back to the trailer guys we gotta go Fisty. we gotta go right now what is it i'm out the door i'm ready i'm leaving we gotta go i'll explain it on the way let's go all right everybody out aiden appears in front of you felicity in a gold flash <gasps> gasp and she stops you physically and says we're not doing this again we're talking this through first No, we don't have time. We literally have to go. Felicity. Kids are dying. I'll tell you on the way. We gotta go. She'll try to push past Aiden. Roll manipulate someone. I got a six. Fuck. You say, kids are dying. We gotta go. And she snaps at you. I don't care about them as much as I do about everyone here. And then she suddenly pushes back from you and puts her hand up to her mouth like she didn't realize she was about to say that. They're children. Felicity, you have to tell us what's happening before we just run into it. The the monster came back. It took somebody else. I saw it. Okay, that's good information. Tell us what else you saw. It's at the grandstands. Let's go. This is dangerous. We can't just be running headfirst. Now that we know it's back, let's go. But you have to give us more information before we run in. I was going to tell you more information, but I wanted us to be on the way already. Come on. And Felicity is just charging forward. Yeah, now you can brush past Aiden, because she's kind of dazed. Take a breath, Aiden. We'll be okay. All right, all right. Sorry. Shakes her shoulders out. Let's do it. Hello, adventurers. Thanks, as always, for listening to another episode of The Storyteller Squad. Our promo swap this week is with Sword of Symphonies, They're telling a tale of a pastoral post-apocalypse using the heroic chord rules system. Let's check out the trailer. Hey, Kat, what are the spell pieces in this ad? Um, advertising, pandering, obligatory, and team. Then I want to use my piece, Honest, and cast Honest Advertising to tell people that Sword of Symphonies is an actual playtest campaign of the game that you made, starring us. Ooh, ooh, and I want to cast Charming Pandering and tell them how much fun we are to listen to. Ooh, or would that be Charming Team? I think I have a Charming Team, yes, Kirsten. Oh. Nick, do you want Honest Advertising to tell them that we have sort of a cozy horror vibe and that people can listen to us every Saturday? Oh, and before we do that, I'd like to add my spell piece music because I write everything in-house. Yeah, I love your music, Kathleen. And I think your sound work in general is top-notch. So let's cast honest music advertising and charming team on the listener and invite them to join us on Sword of Symphonies.
You can catch new episodes of Sword of Symphonies on Saturdays as their second season draws to its exciting conclusion. And you can learn more about this musically inspired podcast at peachgardengames.com or on Twitter at peachgardenrpgs. Hey, adventurers. It's sleepy Natalie here. There's been an unpleasant amount of busy going around. Despite our crazy schedules, the squad and I are still incredibly excited to be sharing this story, and we're working on some new stories we'd like to eventually be able to share with you in the future. Everything just takes time, and that's an unfortunately scarce and precious resource these days. It's been really wonderful watching our show steadily grow each week. If you'd like more story content from us, you could help us hit some of our growth goals, whether that's leaving a review, which would increase our audience reach, or joining the Patreons. We can bring on collaborators and invest into new projects like merch design and new miniseries. Even these seemingly small ways of contributing make a big difference to an independent show like ours, and they mean a lot to the cast and I personally. So use the links in the episode description, and you can follow our socials. Take a minute before the second half of the episode to send us some stars. And tell someone new about how much you enjoy our adventures together. I'm off to bed. Enjoy the rest of the episode, adventurers. We'll see you next time. All right, you guys rush towards the fair. As you approach... You see a few people moving briskly towards the exits, but most people are just sort of going about enjoying the rides and that sort of thing. Whitaker, you can see Wyatt and Jane, the two centaurs, sort of leaning up uh, near one of the stands, just having a lemonade or a ginger ale or something together. He runs over to them. Jane, Wyatt, fair's closed. <laughs> they- Moon's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Jane, like, <laughs> spit takes, and is like, I'm sorry, what? We need everyone away from those dumpsters immediately. We need them off the fairgrounds. We have reason to believe there's an attack happening right now. Oh, God. Why? Call the boys. Can you pull a fire alarm or something? We, we can't have people here right now. Wyatt gets on a walkie-talkie, and he says, Elliot, pickles, bean, we need to shut the place down. Get to work. And we see in a section of the fair, there is a gentleman with like a a finely curled mustache and a little flat like boater hat with like a red striped shirt and suspenders pointing at a game stand. Don't tell me. The walkie talkie that's like hooked on a clip on the wall goes off. Alien, pickles, bing, we need to shut the place down. Get to work. Oh, they always come in threes. And they tap tap and the little shutter on their thing and slams closed and the game is over you hear people outside oh hey i wasn't done yet like i wanted my prize and we see this guy unbutton his shirt and there is another guy in the shirt (laughs) yes yes and a little guy like unzipping the belts and the buttons of the pants and three gnomish red caps leap out and they all grab little green cloaks off a hanger that's under their stand. They put them on, and as soon as they throw them up over their heads, they become invisible. And we see little footprints scatter out towards the different parts of the fair. 
they go by James, they go by a couple other people who are like in charge of the rides and just whisper, shut it down, we gotta get people out of here. Blow me, gents, we gotta shut this thing over. It's a crackpot, we gotta close it. And you see James reach down, hit a lever, and the ride suddenly halts. We see other rides in like arcade places where the plugs are just suddenly pulled apart and all the lights dim or a game will shut down or a ride will suddenly slow to a halt and shut off. Sections of the fair begin to be turned away. The supernatural folk are going to help you escort people away from this dangerous location. Oh, God bless. I love these guys. (laughs) So fucking upset. So upset that I did not get to meet Elliot Pickles and Bean now. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) We can maybe talk to him afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Wyatt will look at you and say, we're on it, mister. Uh, Do you need help? Backup? What's, uh... If you can spare any, we might need some backup, but right now the priority is getting people out. Okay. Keeping civilians away from the dumpsters, away from that area of the fairground. If you can manage that, you have my thanks. Jane says, I'm going to get people squared and cleared out of the grandstands. So you see her like rear back, but to anyone else, it looks like she does like a wheelie on her bike and take off. Oh, that's awesome. So Jane heads towards the grandstands quickly to try and shut that area of the fair down. Wyatt will get on the walkie again. Loveland, time to clear your name. Get over to the grandstands as soon as you can. And you just hear like a, a crash and like a God, fuck, shit. Right, I'll be right over. I want to see the squonk fight. Hey, Raven. Yeah. Text Max. Oh, good call. Because this is right about the time we're supposed to be meeting them, right? It is. Oh, no. OK, as she's running, she'll pull out her phone. Try not to run in anything. She'll slow down a little bit and text Max. Don't text, just call her. She's a teenager. She's not going to answer. <laughs> she's a teenager with social anxiety. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> yeah, she's texting her. She's going to text in all caps, like, red alert, do not come over near the grandstands. Something bad is happening. We're not meeting up right now. Why don't you run, roll manipulate someone, Raven? Oh, boy. I want you to fail this. Emery wants you to fail it so fucking bad. I want to meet these teens. You want to know a secret? I want to fail this. <laughs> I'd like to use a fail point. <laughs> <laughs> Do we earn a luck back if we choose to fail something? No, that's not how that works. Dang it. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I rolled really well. A 22. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a six and a five and I have one charm. Oh, okay. no. Just so convincing. Natalie, don't you have some, like, holds you can spend? (laughs) Maybe later. Maybe later. You don't really have time to check to see if Max texts back. Thumbs up emoji, (laughs) so I know they read it. No, I don't think you get anything. It's just, like, sent, and then maybe, like, you see the little icon drop down, so, like, they definitely read and received the text. That's enough for her. She'll put her phone away and keep sprinting. Okay. You guys run towards the grandstands area. Whitaker, could you roll... Read a bad situation. I would love to. And I can do this with cool instead of sharp. I, it's a nine. Okay. You get one question. I feel like we know the answers to most of these. I'm going to do, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? We kind of know the best way in and out. It's a fair ground. Biggest threat will be the thing coming out of the dumpster. What's most vulnerable? All these civilians. And we're getting them out. So I, I, feel, I feel like this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Danger you haven't noticed yet. 
is as you guys are getting more towards the grandstands, now you start to see people running and panicked. Oh my God, what is that thing? You see this massive behemoth of sludge and garbage reach its hand up over the grandstand. It doesn't even have a head. It's like a neck, like a headless torso with these massive arms and sort of not even legs, just dangling, trailing sludge that sort of forms tendrils at the back. Glooping and slamming, crunching benches and knocking over other waste barrels and things as it moves. And you see Julie Winchester fleeing from this thing and it seems singularly locked in on her. It's not even reaching for other people as they run. It seems to be pursuing her in particular. Ooh. So the added danger of this is that there's a civilian that this thing wants. Interesting. Aiden, do you think you could get Julie out of here? To where? You want me to send her to Echo Bay? Anywhere, just away from that. It's going for her. He's also getting his sniper rifle out of Damien's pocket dimension. I gotta build it first, hold on. I can put it back together. I know how to assemble it. It's my gun. Well, it's not gonna do any damage. <laughs> Let me see the ammo case. Take it, throw it down. Yeah, as soon as I can get to her, yeah. Okay, all right. This is at like a distance you're seeing this yeah. happen. Yeah. But yeah, you see uh, like up ahead Jane on her like bike or as a centaur, depending. And they're dropping a couple flares to like get people to stay away from the grandstands as they're fleeing and has like a megaphone. Emergency evacuation. Everybody get to your cars, proceed in an orderly fashion. You will be directed by the parking officials. We'll get y'all folks out of here. There is a fire. Hoping that like people who don't personally witness the monster will be motivated by that to get out. Raven, I'm gonna need you to stop pulling cards. I'm on it. Raven's gonna pull a card. Okay. Might as well just go hard right from the beginning. She's got nothing else she can do. Sure. And if this is one of Leviathan's demons, it might actually make sense to start a fire in the grandstands. I got a 10. Okay. I have other dice to roll if that's how we're doing it. Yep, you gotta roll a d4 and a d10 now. That's a three. We're in suit again. It's Raven's element. I don't even know what to hope for on these rolls. I know, me either. That's a two. Two. Like, is that good? Is that bad? Twos are usually pretty bad, but it could be anything. They're like random, so it's not even like scaled. Yeah. Lower numbers aren't worse. (laughs) It's just different. My reaction is purely based on the face Natalie makes. Oh, this is really fun. Check your stats, but look at the third suit, which is wind, and then look at the second card. How is that possible? (laughs) Can I do that? Yeah. Why not? Okay. (laughs) That's what we're doing. I love this. Me too. Because you only had a snippet of this before in our last encounter. I didn't think it'd be so soon. The story wants what it wants. As you are running, Raven, you pull a card from the deck. Wendy's running alongside me. And they start to glow with that silvery magic that is Raven's signature arcane flavoring. And Wendy leaps forward and their whole body becomes this like silvery white energy. And like a little whirlwind, they spiral up around Raven. And as they do... Magical girl transformation. (laughs) Raven, you are in the leather and fur of the jackalope card. 
with a wooden mask over your face. The little bunny ears poke out from your hair buns and the little antlers with the charms on them start to dangle and forming in your hand is a intricately carved, highly decorative wooden bow uh, and a little quiver of quills (laughs) appears at your hip and uh, your boots kind of extend into like stilts. So you have like the, the deer feet. Yeah, so you, oh man, what are you gonna get? I feel like I'd get speed. Agility, basically, is what you're going to get from this card. Agility and some maybe, like, force effects added to your spells. Is it any specific stats that I should write down, or is it just, like, spell flavors? I think if you choose use magic to inflict harm, the base will be three instead of one. Okay. Burn everything. When you use magic to inflict harm, you can choose inflict three harm, area magic obvious, or three harm, ignore armor magic obvious. It's ironic that Wendy's card is the peace card in the <laughs> naming conventions of this deck. I didn't notice that. Yeah, you feel super calm. Aww. Raven would have the transformation and bounce a little bit on the stilts again since she's been on them before and just not aim the bow specifically, but like get herself into a comfortable position with the bow and just kind of whisper, all right, let's do this, my friend. And in fact, you can hear Wendy's spirit voice in your mind. Let me show you what flying really feels like. And you, these long bounding steps where you feel the air lift and pick you up. And Raven, you are able to like eclipse everyone else running towards this fight as you just tear forward. topic but my friend just texted me saying he just started listening to our podcast and he really really likes it hooray (laughs) that's so cute that's awesome it's very sweet all right you all see raven and wendy combine into this cool archer form uh and take off what's everyone else doing getting ready to combine with whitaker to show our true form (laughs) (laughs) no that would be his nightmare hugo could you stick with me See if we can kite this thing from a longer range. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, let's set up. Okay, so you guys are going to stay back and sort of attack this thing from range? Yes. We're going to try to move to get it to a place to kite it. We're kiting it away from the crowd. Okay. Uh, Just so you're acting on the information I gave you, Julie Winchester is running with the crowd. She's a little slower because she's in heels, but the monster is chasing the crowd because she's part of that crowd. Yeah. Actually, you know what, Whitaker? Yes. Cover me. And Hugo's going to go and zip, zip, zoom. And he's going to try to run over to Julie as fast as he can, pick her up, and then run in whatever direction will help Whitaker get the shots he needs. As fast as Hugo can, right? Yeah, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, roll to use your snipe speed. I think I said it was for acting under pressure to literally do this thing, right? Have we seen Hugo's super speed? Because I remember he was mostly using it when he was being attacked alone by Susie Darkheather. Yeah, I don't think anyone's seen this before. In fact, everyone in this fight is doing a thing that they did individually during the Eastie Agency battle now, which is really fun. (laughs) I found it. We said it was do one thing that is beyond human limitations, additional plus one for dodging, chasing, fleeing. I don't know if this actually falls under that, though. It certainly does, because you are going to rush over to Julie and then flee from the monster with her. So then it's a use magic roll, or like a combat magic roll, basically. Which, thank goodness for all those bonuses, because it's a nine. It will come with a glitch then, and you get to pick that. Immediate. 
unwanted attention. Hey, hey now, <laughs> hey. Oh boy. You see Raven leaping ahead. Aiden's running as fast as she can. But there's people around, so she's trying not to use her wings just yet. And Hugo, you just, in a burst of electrical sparks around your feet, just disappear from standing in front of Whitaker. And Whitaker, you see your friend take off in a similar fashion to those strange, colorful raptors from a few weeks back. Jesus Christ. Hugo, you run up to Julie. She's kind of hysterical. She's terrified, like everyone else who's seen this creature now. What do you say when you, like, stop in front of her suddenly? <laughs> Hi, hello, how are you doing? I'm not going to punch a kid. Come on, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, manipulate someone. And as you'd expect, that's a three. No. <laughs> yep. Okay. She screams at you because you appear out of nowhere and start talking to her. You can, however, grab her and go, but you'll have to act under pressure because she is not going to, like, willingly leap into your arms right now. In as painlessly a way as possible. That's also a nine. Hmm. How far away are they? Too far for her to see Whitaker, right? Yeah, especially in like the crowd. You guys are running against the crowd, so you would stand out a little bit, but like not enough in the dark, especially with the lights suddenly dimming and flickering as the red caps run around severing electrical cords and things. Jesus. You say, come on, we're gonna go and grab her by the arms to zip away with her. But it's a new magic. You're still getting used to it. And so because she's like, what? No, get off of me and struggles a little bit. You trip and the two of you do zip away, but you like halfway through stumble. And then both of you sort of go sprawling and tumbling in the grass. So you don't make it as far away as you would like. And now the monster (sighs) turns its not face, just its body. The whole thing kind of lurches and starts moving in the direction of Hugo and Julie as the remaining stragglers of people start to rush past uh, our hunters as you guys approach the scene. Roll luck, Hugo. Uh, How did we say that one was working again? It's 2d6 plus half of the luck you have left. Eight. Man, all these mixes. Just right in the middle, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so I guess it's just right in the middle. Um, You won't take damage. The wind is definitely knocked out of you, and uh, Julie's just, like, sprawled out on the grass. Her shoes definitely got kicked off in that speedy moment, and she gets herself up onto her arms uh, from being totally laid out. What the hell did you do? Damien, what are you doing? So Damien switched over the enchantment so that Whitaker can use magic bullets for his sniper rifle. Or I guess just enchanted separately. Yeah, it's a different spell. Roll magic again. Add to the... Oh, nope. It's only plus two. That's a five. A full failure? Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. Um, ah. Hmm. Magic loses control, I think is what it says. And yeah, you lose control of the magic. This never ends well. Oh, right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Whitaker, remember your sniper rifle? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Damien, you go to put more spark energy into these bullets. And man, it hurts. It hurts giving up more of this thing. And so you're a little shaky. And 
it's like the magic slips and you dump way more than you meant to of this like power and you just see the bullets start to glow red hot in your hand. They explode. Yeah. I like taking harm. Yeah, but everyone's going to act under pressure right now. Yeah. Can I roll to protect them? Like catch what is basically a grenade of shrapnel. Oh, just like (laughs) gloop around it and take the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Roll protect someone first, Damien. And you'll essentially be protecting everyone if you decide to do this. Dear God, Damien. This is quite a look for you, I will say. Very Captain America of you. Yeah, five plus four plus one is ten. Oh my god. Okay, full success protect. Ten or higher. Suffer little harm, I guess. So I take one less. Mm-hmm. The sniper rifle is four harm normally, right? Bring it. That's what you're taking. You reduce it with the suffering less and also your immortal feature. And also... You lose the bullets, Whitaker. Your gun now has no ammo, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, you just see Damien like struggling to imbue more magic into another set of arsenal, and you see it very quickly just. And he instinctively just becomes gloop around it, and you see. And you've succeeded, so you harden yourself enough, Damien, that it looks like Damien spikes like his battle form, but it, he's catching all the shrapnel as it stretches his form in multiple directions, like a, almost like a, like a koosh ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> to date myself, I guess. <laughs> I knew what that was. You're not dating yourself. All right, cool. That's funny. <laughs> but for a moment, just this like hairy ball of green goo, and then you just slump to the ground, Damien, having taken a bunch of sniper bullets. Actually, oh, fuck. Oh, no. It's like multiple rounds of bullets. <laughs> but they're exploding. They're not getting shot at him with the power of the gun. Right. It takes a minute for bullets to build up speed, you got to remember. So they won't be doing four harm. God, that's so many bullets, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm but realizing now. they're not being now. shot at him. They're not being shot at him. Oh, okay. I mean, you can take a little bit more damage. That's fine. You take at least two more, Damien. At least. I think that puts you at five. Yep. Cool. Jesus. I'm sorry. That's so many bullets exploding in you. (laughs) Like, props for taking the hit, but jeez. Could only get lucky on those enchant rolls so many times. That was perfect. Yeah. So you are unstable, and Damien just sort of flops in a puddle, struggling to reform himself, and this loud... Bang! It's not even muffled that much because he's only one goop creature. It's like a cannon goes off next to you. Whitaker, ears are ringing. Fuck, Damien, what happened? Aiden spins around and calls back to you. Are you both all right? Uh, You just see a weak, gloopy thumbs up in the air from this puddle. Oh. Just shoot it. Keep him away from the monster. And Aiden's going to turn around. And now that most of the people are gone, throw her wings out and try and catch up to Raven. As soon as Aiden turns down, Whitaker is going to kneel next to Damien and look him dead in the gloopy eyes. Damien, are, are you dying right now? Getting there. Getting real close, buddy. He holds out his arm. Take some. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I roll to inflict harm. 
kick ass. Yep. <laughs> this is the wrong time to critical. <laughs> Does it matter if the person is willing? It's still using the life drain. But would he get like a plus one or anything if someone's like trying to give it up? If they're like not resisting? What'd you roll, Durs? I mean, it's a seven. It's a seven? Yeah. I mean, Damien is also very weak right now, right? So if his attack is a little less than he would normally be, that makes sense too. Is it something I could roll to help out on, right? Because I'm literally... Yeah, sure. Yeah, do it. It's fun. Go for it. (laughs) I'm curious. I know it would make things worse. Yes. But also, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? It's a nine to help out. It's not a full success. Okay. A mix on the help out just gives them plus one. Yeah, you expose yourself to trouble or danger. You're already doing that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Damien, you can do your life drain to Whitaker. Uh, Typically does three damage. Okay. None of your armor applies in this situation, Whitaker. No, none of it. Plus I have uh, ignore armor. That's okay. All right. All right, Whitaker, you take three harm. Damien, you feel human life energy into you uh, and restore some of your weakened state uh, and you stabilize, correct? Yes. You're at two harm now? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Whitaker looks rough, but you feel better. He always looks rough. Yeah, but you like, you have to kneel and hit the ground in like three point stance, Whitaker. It feels... It feels familiar, honestly. Yeah. He's going to take a moment. (sighs) Act under pressure for me. Yeah. Ooh. To not fully just lapse into a flashback. Let's see. Natalie will flashback you. (laughs) She'll flashback you real hard if you fail this. Oh, it's a 14. (laughs) Cool. You grit your teeth. You knew this was going to suck. You have your eyes set on the the fate of the world, Whitaker. And so you just grit through it and you help Damien stabilize. What a fucking move. He'll live. Very smart move. Very tactical. Not great for Whitaker personally. However, (laughs) Felicity. Hey. You're not as fast as a raven in her jackalope stilts or Aiden flying or Hugo with his snipe speed. So you could be nearby. Do you want to do anything to help Whitaker, or do you have your sights set on the monster? I would like to lay on hands. Okay. Plus cool. That's always the bad part. Is Felicity's cool not very high? Felicity's cool is zero. Uh, just, I mean, Felicity, I appreciate this, but I do have a move called it wasn't as bad as it looked, but I could recover quite a Six. bit. Of, oh, fuck's sake. Okay. Is this it? Is this where I die? Do I die here? <laughs> At the hands of your own party members. Hey guys, I leveled up. I leveled up. I did it. Oh, that's good. Are you really going to inflict harm on Whitaker? I rolled. But you have luck. Would you like to inflict harm on Whitaker? <laughs> How much does Whitaker have left? Whitaker is at three. I'm at three. I'm not unstable yet. I'm, I'm rough, but not dying. I will be dying. Yeah, on a miss, your aura causes them extra harm. How much trauma do I want to put Felicity through? That's the question. That's true, yeah. If you do fail at this and hurt Whitaker, that would swear her off magic entirely for a little bit, maybe. It's up to you. Totally up to you. I am I am delighted either way. You could succeed, and this could be Felicity finding her niche in her magic abilities and being able to be a support, or she could just 
beef it and ruin everyone's night, <laughs> but mostly her own. Descend even deeper. Whitaker, I'm sorry. Go for it. Okay. Whitaker, you take another harm and are unstable. Ugh. Felicity, you go to heal with this spark magic, having seen him give up some of his life essence to heal Damien. You see a bunch of your friends running into danger. You see this massive monster. If I I don't think I mentioned like exactly how big this thing was before, but it's like 20 feet high. It's huge. All the garbage of the fair has coalesced into this creature and is like on a, a rampage. And you're a little shaky. I don't think this is the first time you No, I've done I've done lay on hands before, but it also failed with Ray. That's right. Oh snap! Yeah, the last time you tried this, you banished Ray. And so you're nervous and you go to do the magic and something is just off and you blast Whitaker with force and Whitaker, you go sprawling down the fairgrounds and you take another harm. So Felicity's holding out her hands and she goes, oh oh God, sorry. (coughs) Coughs up some blood. Damien's sprinting over to to Whitaker's side. Whitaker, you okay? Was that as bad as it looked? (laughs) Yeah, Whitaker, was it as bad as it looked? (laughs) It wasn't as bad as it looked, actually. Let's roll to make sure it wasn't as bad as it looked. (laughs) Hold on, it could be. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) How we do, Whitaker? Oh, it's a bad night. It's a bad fucking movie. What is it? (laughs) All right. I'm assuming it's a failure. How does that move work? Statistically, (laughs) when you have a plus three in something, and Whitaker Mm -hmm. does have a plus three to cool, it is so unlikely to fail. Uh, It is incredibly unlikely to fail. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's only like two options in which it could fail. Shaboy rolled snake eyes. (laughs) Cool. Amazing. It's a five. I I do level up, which is nice. Take a healing level up. Ding, ding. Congrats. If you survive, it'll be great for you. I know. Uh. (laughs) Retire (laughs) quick. All right. Whitaker, what happens if you fail on that? On a 10 plus, heal two harm and stabilize your wound. On a seven to nine, you may stabilize or heal one harm. On a miss, it was worse than it looked. (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh, the keeper may inflict a harm move on you or make your wounds unstable. I'm already unstable, so if you do, just... Buddy, it might be another harm for Whitaker. Well, no. It specifically says a harm move, not harm. I see. I see. Uh, so you can inflict another harm move on me, if you so desire. Yeah, they're different. Because you're already unstable at four. That is correct. The harm move is... You are going to take... Minus one ongoing because you have tweaked something in your leg and it hurts to stand. It hurts even more to walk and you don't have your sniper rifle. So you are in a bad way, Whitaker. We haven't even engaged with the monster yet. No, you haven't. It's a bad start. Oh, this is so... (laughs) This is the arc that I did not expect to be as challenging as it's turning out to be, but... Who knew a missing person's case could get this hairy? <laughs> oh my god. All right. Okay, yeah, Felicity, you accidentally just send Whitaker sprawling, and now he's struggling to get up to his feet. Damien, you run over. He hasn't broken something, 
he's at least sprained his leg. You do probably spit up a little bit of blood from like your teeth hitting the ground and like rubbing against the inside of your cheek and causing like a cut in the side of your mouth. Natalie? Yes? I will propose a cool moment to you. Sure. In chat. Well, you can private message me in Zoom. Awesome. All right, Natalie, I messaged you. That's a very interesting proposal, Quinn. I'm going to message you a question back. I'm going to trade playbooks. Going to bring in another character. Going to retire Felicity. Ghosty's a monstrous. (laughs) (laughs) Ghosty is big bad. It's time for Ray to really hit the fight. That's true. I haven't mentioned what Ray's been up to. I would imagine the food truck is closed and Ray is probably hanging out with Brad and Ellie in town somewhere. While we're chilling, Whitaker, how much harm have you taken? I've just dipped into Unstable. So if I healed you, one. That would be all we needed, right? Buddy, we can't keep doing You need to, like, (laughs) we can't keep doing this. Like, mechanically, yes, that would be beneficial. Narratively, we do need to get this fucking monster under control. I mean, I suppose I could wave down security to provide medical attention to you. Someone might be able to give you one, like, harm's worth of healing. Dr. Loveland, your time is now. I don't want to get healed by Dr. Loveland. (laughs) He's definitely not that kind of doctor. We don't know what kind of doctor he is. He is what we call a harmacist. (laughs) (laughs) So we need him in the fight. Quinn, look over what I just sent you, and you can continue to message me. We're going to move ahead with Raven. Okay. Yeah, just 1v1 the boss, Raven. You got this. At this point, Raven, you dashed ahead, figuring you have your team behind you. Everyone will follow up and... uh, Just get there first, and everyone was right behind me. (laughs) I literally just said that in the chat, that Raven goes bounding towards the danger, thinking her whole team is behind her, and then she looks over her shoulder, and it's just that gift from Community, where Troy walks in the door and everything's on fire. (laughs) Aiden's coming. So we're going to do V1, the 20-foot-tall ooze monster. (laughs) That's what's happening right now. What move are you doing, Raven, to deal with the monster as you see that, like, your friends are all kind of tripping over themselves (laughs) a little bit? Behold, only one person has proper footwork this time. Yep. (laughs) I see Aiden up with me, and I... Do I see Hugo with me, too? Hugo was able to, like pull Julie away from the crowd of people. Oh, that's right. But now the monster is headed for her and ignoring the rest of the crowd. Okay. So it's kind of just me and Aiden on the front line, basically, facing this monster? Sort of. Like, if if Hugo and the monster are creating the top of a T, you and Aiden are the bottom of the T coming in to intercept before it can get to its victim and Hugo. Okay. That helped a lot, actually, in the description. We're going to go for it. We're going to use the the new magic-y thing that she has with these powers. I think she's going to turn around, see what's happened with half of her group, and just be like, all right, pulling out the big guns first thing. Let's do this. Roll to use magic. Oh, boy. That's an eight total. I got so scared. Use magic is going to come with a glitch, but you should still be able to do your wind-inspired magic attack if you'd like to. Yeah, because it specifies when I use magic to inflict harm, the the effect that I'm picking for use magic is inflict harm. And I'm going to pick the ignore armor magic obvious, 
Because mm-hmm. I want to see what happens. And I'm also afraid of using the area one right now. And what glitch for magic is going to happen? Um, it, The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention. Okay. I know I'm not picking the area one, but I imagine it's still pretty powerful. <laughs> you draw one of the quills from your little quiver and pull back on the bow to fire a shot at the creature. Has Raven done archery before in her like history of doing sort of nerdy but also sporty activities? I think at least a couple of times. Okay. She's been to like summer camps and stuff and her parents are very outdoorsy. So she's definitely not an expert in it, but she has held a bow and shot at targets before. Yeah, you just hear Wendy's encouragement in your mind as you move the bow and it's almost like the bow adjusts slightly for you up or down or over to the side or something like that, right? And they just say, draw it back, breathe out, let her fly. And the quill begins to spiral. But rather than becoming a full tornado, you just hear this whistling like, and right before it hits the monster, there's a crack as it breaks the sound barrier and just goes right into the monster's body. It's rocked by this impact. You maybe see the quill fly out the back and just sort of spin away, but it slumps over for a second and then immediately pushes itself back up and will swing a long arm, which stretches even longer in order to swat you away like a little annoying fly. Four harm from a trash slam. I'm sorry, what? For harm from a trash slam. <laughs> oh, my mistake. I said what I fucking said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have prepared to defend, right? Yes, so I take three. Okay. That still sucks. Yes, it does. All right. All right, I'm gonna go. Ooh. Yeah, so Felicity just leveled up. Don't say anything. Let me flavor it. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll just say you see Raven get swatted away by this creature and then it turns its attention back to Julie and Hugo. Okay, so Felicity is thinking inside of her head. I hurt Ray. I hurt Whitaker. I can't help Raven. What am I even good for? What am I even supposed to do at this point? I used to be the one that solved everything and I can't anymore. And as she's thinking this, what you guys see is Felicity just floating up into the air in a gust of wind. She keeps thinking to herself, I'm useless. I can't, I, this monster, I, I have to, I have to kill it. I can't let my friends keep getting hurt. They're the only ones I have. And she uses magic. Okay. I got a 14. Okay. Oh my. Felicity, rising up into the air, held aloft by elemental magic, something you had only just begun to tap into before you're swearing off of magic for a bit there. But it returns, and it returns with force as this tornado lifts Felicity into the air and You're unaware of what's happening, I think. Yeah, it's the same as her premonitions. Like, her eyes roll back. 
She's completely out of control. She's just relying on instinct. Your eyes roll back in your head, covered white with the effects of magic, but you drift forward in this tornado, which passes by Damien and Whitaker. Damien, you probably have to like hold Whitaker in place so he doesn't get sucked up into it and like leech yourself into the ground with like little goop barbs. This whipping, violent vortex of air. Felicity raises an arm at the creature and Felicity, you don't use any of the gravitational crushing magic that you have done in the past because you are not actively using magic right now, but a bolt of lightning is called from the sky and strikes the creature and sends just ripples of electricity through its body. Oh, this is so good. The creature roars and Damien and Aiden are going to roll sharp checks right now because they're the only two with full attention on this moment. Is Raven on the ground after getting smacked? Yeah. Okay. You're recovering and like pulling yourself out of a popcorn stand. (laughs) Eleven. Aiden got a five. Damien can't look away. (laughs) Neither of them can look away, but Aiden, her eyes are locked on Felicity. Oh, wait, that's cute. (laughs) Damien, your eyes go to what Felicity's attacking. And what you see is when that bolt goes through the monster's form, it does that thing where it illuminates some of the internals of the creature. And you both hear and see three figures within the creature light up as they are also struck. Oh no! And you hear three voices intermingled with the cries of the creature scream in pain. Damien is going to drop first aid supplies at Whitaker and shout as loudly as he can Don't hurt it! I'm gonna have him go for under to try to help them from underneath. So you're phasing into the ground to come up from under the creature? Yes, and also hoping that a creature made of trash also counts as a trash that I can go through and not a creature (laughs) which I cannot go through. Okay, roll magic. I think you'll have to use magic in order to pass through this thing like it's stuff and not an entity held together with demonic essence. Eleven. Okay, you are able to phase through this monster as if it were just a pile of stuff, but navigating the interior of it is maddening. In fact, Damien, I don't know that you've ever looked inside your own pocket dimension But could you, it would look like what this creature looks like on the inside. An infinite expanse of garbage and trash. Mountains and piles of it. It's like you've entered another space by coming within it. Uh, yeah. You just vanish into this creature, Damien. And Whitaker, you see him disappear into the ground and maybe just the last of him disappearing into the body of the monster. 
Hugo, you just see Julie Winchester so terrified of everything that's happening right now because the scene is rapidly progressing from scary monster attack to like horrible encounter <laughs> uh, with a lot more than just a monster. And her legs have turned to jelly. She can't even get up. She's just staring frozen in terror at what is happening a few yards away from her. And I think you'll overhear her even in the loudness as you like train your senses and perception on her. She just says, did I do this to you, Cassie? And Hugo immediately looks over at her with intensity this time. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, what? Did you do what? I didn't do anything. We threw her in the trash. It was just a prank. I was I was mad. I, I didn't I don't know what's going on. You know this, Hugo. You you saw what happened. Hugo's going to look back at the monster mm -hmm. and then back at her. And does it still seem like it's trained on her? It's a little distracted by the human hurricane, of, you know, <laughs> that's attacking it right now. OK, he's going to stand up, brush himself off. We're going to try this again. And he's just going to try to pick her up again and run her off to somewhere that she can be safe, ideally with the first set of security centers that he can find. Okay, cool. I like that. You will still have to roll to use magic and activate this super speed ability. Ugh, it's just a nine. Okay, there will be a glitch, but you can do it. Is it a nine with the plus one that you get for this ability? It's a, th it's a nine after getting a plus three, a plus one, and a plus one. Ouch. You guys, what's wrong with your dice tonight? Oh. <laughs> okay, it's a nine though. What glitch happens? You know what? The effect is of short duration. Okay, Hugo, you run with this snipe super speed. You support her neck and make sure that she's not going to get whiplash and you zip away towards a red tent with gold trim hanging from garlands around it. When you reach the tent, you see some of the centaurs are running up. You see a couple of red caps throw back the hoods of their green cloak as they scurry about shouting orders at each other. You see Dr. Loveland throwing on a red coat and stepping out of this tent. And Jane looks at Julie, then to you, and says, are you with that agent guy? Yes, therapy now. And Hugo's gonna run back off. Uh, you can't, Hugo. The short duration is that you have made uh, a couple jumps with this snipe magic and you've used it up for now. Your tattoo weakly pulses and you like are running at like a normal pace and just realize like, oh shit, now I'm so far away from the group. You know what? That's perfectly okay. Can he still see, can he see the group? I'm gonna say no. You ran far enough away to get Julie like away from this creature's immediate vicinity uh, and like out of the fairgrounds, honestly, over to where the centaurs like tents and security stage were. Tell me what you're thinking and then we'll see if I can spin something for you. His running path is going to be to not get back to the group itself, but to just get to a point where he has clear sight on everyone. Oh, because you have your rifle? I don't need the rifle. I have the long range thing for combat magic as well. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, you're running along 
to try and get to like a vantage point, but you hear some like slapping footfalls running next to you, and Dr. Loveland jogs to catch up with you, and he says, Hey, kid, where are you headed so fast? Is this the trouble we're looking to stop? Y- yeah, yeah, it is. He takes off his top hat and pulls out a wand from inside of it, puts the hat back on and says, how can I help? Oh, no. <gasps> Felicity, in your semi-lucid state as the magic takes over your form, Felicity is not in control of her magic right now. There's Felicity's mind, and then there's this magic, which is just sort of happening involuntarily. What does it do next to the creature? The way that I pictured it, what she's thinking, like subconsciously, is informing the magic that's happening. It's not her like deciding to do the magic. It's the magic acting directly off of how she's feeling. So Felicity is still thinking to herself because that's all she can really do right now. And she's like, I can't let anything hurt my friends. I can't lose any of them. I just, I I have to stop it. Roll use magic. 13. Bet you missed these rolls, Natalie. (laughs) What amount of harm can Felicity do with magic right now? Four. I can do four with my hex. Ooh, okay. What happens? Felicity's in her mind, like having this panic attack, essentially. But Aiden heard Damien say, don't hurt it. And then Aiden catches the briefest glimpse of a hand thrust out of the creature's form, grasping and looking in pain and panicked. And then it is sucked back in. And so she flies up to where Felicity is and tries to use her soothe ability on Felicity. But just as she's getting up there, her hand is extended towards you. Felicity, stop! The missing kids, they're... Lightning blasts Aiden into the ground, digging up a channel of dirt. Oh, no. So that forearm you will do to Aiden. Well, there's the trauma again. Let's switch back to mundane. Raven, you can see Aiden lifting herself up out of the ground, her jacket covered in dirt. Still crackles of the lightning like pulsing through her. The real problem is that the creature, as it is now moving to strike Felicity from the sky, is taking a step forward with these like long tendrils and they look like they're going to step on Aiden. Can Raven try to zoom up? and scoop Aiden out from under where the monster is going to step? Sure. This will be act under pressure, but I will let you add your weird to it if you want, since you're going to use the abilities of your jackalope form. Cool. That's a 10 total. Nice. You see Aiden trying to shake this lightning blast mass of trash just about to, like, come down and crush her, and you bolt out of the popcorn stand. (laughs) Little kernels whipping off you as you just quickly sprint 
Raven's gonna try and scoop up Aiden like bridal style and like not even slow down, just like scoop her and keep going. Sure. She's picked up, but we just see a flash of wind and then the foot come down. And then we see you sort of skidding to a stop or are you gonna like run somewhere or like what's the what's the move here? Uh, she's gonna run a little ways away just cause she can see that Aiden is hurt. And so she doesn't want to get her like just out from under the, the footfalls, like 30 feet or so, like a little bit away so she can set her down. Sure. And like they can both assess because they're both hurt now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Neither of them can take another, what was it, a trash slam? A trash slam, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not another one of those, please. Okay, cool. What do you say, Raven? You just saved Aiden from getting stepped on. <laughs> She's got like, She's twitching a little bit from the lightning. (laughs) Raven's gonna lay Aiden on the ground gently. I kind of imagine that as Raven was doing that, she was like leaning forward because she was running so fast. So she just like scooped up Aiden. Skimming along the ground. You know, zipped another 30 feet and then just, she's not even dropping her. She's so close to the ground still that she just takes her arms out from under her and she's laying gently on the ground. Okay. I feel like she's gonna kind of pull her arms back a little bit because she sees her still sparking. Oh my God, are you okay? And like go to touch her and then pull her hands back. Uh, I think the kids are still in there. How bad are you hurt? Can you keep going? I'll be okay. Watch out. Felicity, you are gonna get trash slammed. Awesome. Everybody gets a trash slam. For you, Felicity, since you're in the air and it, it like is supporting its weight with these long arm appendages, a mouth opens in the chest of this thing (laughs) ripping open and trash spills out of it a little bit and drops to the ground as you unconsciously are raising your hands to send another bolt at the creature just suddenly a spewing of garbage and sludge and foulness comes forth from this thing it's going to use its refuse spit and hit you for three harm okay I think the wind prevents you from, like, falling the 30 feet from the air that you are in right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just sort of cushions your fall and you then touch the ground, covered in, like, gross gloop. And the creature then <gasps> turns and starts to go towards where it senses Julie's presence. Aiden will struggle to stand up, ready to, like, face this thing with you, Raven. Whitaker, you are seeing your team fall to bits. Jesus Christ. I need Hugo to roll kick some ass with your combat magic. Okay. What the hell? That's a six. No, no, you know what? No, forget that. That's not a six. That's a 12. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank God. Thank you for that, Hugo. So things look bad for our hunters as this monster has done significant harm and damage and caused just a bunch of problems for y'all. And we see, what kind of combat magic would you like to use, Hugo? As much as I like electricity, let's go with ice because it's pretty cool. (laughs) God damn it. How much harm is that? So it's two harm, restraining, and I'm gonna force them where I want them. So, As Aiden and Raven stand helping each other get up, this creature begins to march towards them. 
but is struck in its shoulder by a bolt of ice, which when it hits and impacts, suddenly bursts into a large fracturing of more ice crystals. How does this force them where you want them, Hugo? Where I want them is whatever the best position is for everyone else to keep themselves safe. It definitely forces this thing to stumble back away from your friends. So Raven and Aiden are no longer in danger of being stepped on again or like trampled by this thing. And you, Hugo, we see are up in the top of a Ferris wheel with Dr. Loveland, the Frogman, and a twinkling magic wand in his hand. Not a bad shot, kid. Uh, and you have your like Eskrima sticks sort of held like the positioning of your sniper rifle. <laughs> and they're just like frost glowing off the tip. <sighs> Whitaker, you feel yourself getting better. Suspicious. A hand is touching your shoulder and you look up and there is a dark skinned girl with very curly red and black hair with like a gothy witchy aesthetic to her. She looks young and a green magic is extending from her hand and a tattoo on her wrist, very much like Hugo's, but in the pattern of a thorn vine that wraps around her forearm. And she's just got this like dark cloak with a hood on. And she says, you're right there, mister. Um, <coughs> yeah. Who the hell are you? You will stabilize Whitaker and we cut away. We see the cuff sleeve of a leather jacket and like a very farm work hand fist grabbing the handle of an axe striding forward and Raven and Aiden, you see a young kid in like football pads, but that have been like strapped together into like more protective armor. And then like his letterman jacket thrown over that for the local high school. And he just and starts charging forward with this axe and takes a swipe. And from the, the blade of this axe, a like force just extends out and slashes into a section of the creature. And then he like rolls out of the way to get away from the thing's reactionary attack. Then we see gliding with a dark cape of black feathers and a hood pulled up with a raven mask soaring in from above (laughs) and a dagger slashes at the creature, which it roars again as more wind energy pulses from this dagger and blows sections of the creature away and landing in front of Raven and Aiden, this figure stands up. You can see a familiar whispered tattoo also glowing from an exposed part of their shoulder. And they flip the mask up and we see the bangs (laughs) covering the front of Max's face. And we see a little white ermine poke its head out of the cloak that she's wearing. (laughs) Its eyes glowing with white silver magic. And she says, I knew you said not to come, but uh, this is really bad. And the monster slams two large trash tendrils down, its attention fully focused on Max. And we hear it go, Again. Max whips around, 
the unsuredness in her voice disappears for a second. And she says, what's up, BLs? And that is where we will end our session. <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy shit, Natalie. <laughs> what? Sorry, that's it. <laughs> Natalie, you can't do this to us. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs>